I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. So thanks for joining me in my backyard. I love it. I love it. I want to move in. (laughs) (laughs) You can. I think we can find some space for you under an oak someplace. So you know the world is so fascinated by you, Tom Brady. You kind of get that, right? I think I'm growing into it more and more. Yeah, I mean, I was so fortunate to do something I love to do. And, you know, it's televised every Sunday for half the year. So, yeah, you know, people love football. And I've been able to kind of be in people's homes in that way for a long time. And and really uh, you know, enjoyed my career. I think it's that people, it's more than, of course people love football. We, uh, you know, we, our country's fanatical about football and sports, but there's something about winning, being a winner and what that says. And if you watch people when they're watching sports, yeah. there's something ultimately spiritual in it because yeah. people get to see their team rise to be the best of themselves and there's something about watching people be the best of themselves that makes those of us who can't do that feel the best somewhere the best of ourselves yeah yeah sports has such a great sense of community and you know you get to root for these teams and when I was a boy growing up in California I rooted for these teams and it was everything I wore the jerseys if I was lucky enough to go to the game I went to the games and I cheered so hard and when San Francisco 49ers won on a weekend it made my weekend and yeah. it was just, you know, and I could why see. why did it make your weekend? Because? Well, it just evoked a lot of joy. You know, mm-hmm. it took you from, you know, as a kid, I mean, everything's joyful. There's, yes. you know, for the most part. As an adult, you know, I could see how people work so hard over the course of the week and they just can't wait to get to the weekend to relax and to sit in front of a TV with friends and have this social event and, by the way, have a game on and you get to cheer and for them. And kind of live vicariously through that. Yeah. Yeah. And then keep scoring and call your friend in some other city and say, we got you, you know. <laughs> you, you know, I think everyone gets to participate. And it, it's, uh, thank God for sports. Yeah. I, I have to say that I recently watched your documentary, Tom versus Time, on Facebook. C- yeah. Couldn't believe that you, Mr. Private and Giselle, Mrs. Private, yeah. that you opened up your life and your home that way. Yeah. And has it been interesting, fascinating, fun? What has it shown you about yourself? Yeah. Looking at your life that way. I love the experience. And I think that it's, you know, life is about stretching, you know, and uh-huh. being outside your comfort zone. And why'd you decide to do it? I think it was just good timing. Mm-hmm. I had developed trust with Gotham, mm-hmm. um, who I'd been friends with. And I felt like it would be nice to share with the fans more of what my life was all about because that's what everybody wants to know yeah well so focused you know for me it's always been you know you see me through the lens of what you know you want to see a professional athlete as yeah but professional athletes are a lot of other things too they're people they're dads yeah they're dads and their husbands and they're dealing with life as you go through your career like everyone else Mm -hmm. and um because it's only broadcast on a particular day and there's obviously a lot of coverage with the media over the course of the week but to say, okay, well, this is actually how it really is, yeah. was fun for me. And I also think documenting a part of your life, I can look back on that with my kids and yeah. and say, wow, this is really cool piece for our family. Yeah. And uh, really happy about it. I actually was moved by something I heard you say on one of the episodes. You said, spirituality is my deepest purpose. 
I want to know the whys of life and I want to know why we're here and where we're going. Yeah. And I thought, gee, yeah. Watching you play football, I wouldn't have thought of you as a spiritual person or that spirituality was a kind of thing you were seeking or conscious about. Yeah. But spirituality is your purpose. What do you mean by that? Well, I think I have curiosities in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is learning and loving to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think since I was a kid, just loving the experience of learning new things, um, learning how they impact my life, learning how they impact my relationships, you know, how they impact me on a daily basis. Uh -huh. So. My wife would say we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes, you know, and yeah, that's one of my favorite phrases. I know, it's, yeah. it's great and it's so true. I want to live a great, impactful, purposeful life and I want to impact people from the lessons that I've learned and see if people can learn anything and try to relate it in their life some way. You know, I not only is that one of my favorite sayings from uh, Pierre, I think it's Pierre Teilhard de Chardin who said, yeah. we are spiritual beings having a human experience, but I think we also all have a calling, you know, yeah. And I think mine was obviously using television or being on television and then deciding I was going to use it for a purpose. And I think yours, obviously, was football. Yeah. Being on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, you know, it's just a different way of, I think, for me, you know, showcasing what my love is and being mm -hmm. able to... Sports are very inspirational for people. Yeah. And they were inspiring for me growing up. And there was... So, but when did you know? When did you first know that football, that when did it have you? Yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't remember quite, you know, the exact... I just always loved sports. I was a terrible student. Mm -hmm. I didn't put much effort into my school. I didn't I terrible. To I, I read the B's. Yeah. And B's. I, not a lot of effort. If not my a... kids were giving us the effort that I gave, I would not be very happy yeah, as a dad. Okay, yeah. So... But I just enjoyed, you know, I always enjoyed being out in the yard. I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed the competition and still do. So to, you know, have all these experiences in high school and college, I talk about some of those in the book, you know, about why there's these curiosities of getting better and learning mm -hmm. more about myself because that's what it's about. You know, there's a lot of adversities. I went through a lot of adversities through my career to get to this point, not only with sports, but, you know, personal things as well that you're, learning and you're adjusting and adapting and trying to live this purposeful life. Well, what's interesting, when I was reading the TB12 method, how to achieve a lifetime of sustained peak performance, yeah. according to Tom Brady. <laughs> what fascinated me about yeah. this book that I know, bestseller, is that it seemed like your approach feels like a, a, another way, I actually thought it was refreshing. It feels like, I said to the producers, it feels like a different time where people worked hard, they tried, there was discipline, there was effort put into making yourself better, yeah. improving your skills, improving yeah. your skills, improving your skills, which is what you talk about in this. And I think a lot of people, even people that I know very well, thought, oh gee, you won all these Super yeah, Bowls, that th this, this came easy for you, but yeah. it did not. You know, I get that a lot, too, because, you know, I think they would see me now yes. as an older athlete and think, wow, this is just, you got to be this certain athlete who had the success in the career. And my version of myself is very different, no. you know, based on my life experiences and based on all the things that have allowed me to... No, not just this athlete, an athlete who's had five Super Bowl championships, yeah. is defined as the greatest athlete in the world of all well, time, you know? Yeah. So. But I think it's those experiences that you have that become a part of who you are, yeah. you know, and the hardest experiences, because it was never, I would say, given to me, you uh -huh. know, there were opportunities presented to me, but it wasn't like, I think in some ways we're doing disservice to the kids today. There's yeah. so much attention on these kids as, 
you know, high school athletes, as college athletes. Now there was just these guys are getting picked for the NFL draft, and they make it seem like they've done something in a way, and they haven't. And they haven't. They've just started. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and but I think when you spoil them in a way, or they're entitled to this sense of oh well, now I'm here and now I'm. I'm but I will, I will tell you, Tom, I did not, you know, I kind of was been looking at you as this grand, great master football player, and I didn't know your backstory. Yeah. So in reading the book, I was struck by the fact that, number one, you were the 199th yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there only 200? There's just a couple more than 200, <laughs> but 199 is pretty far down the line. Okay. And I was struck by this that the scouting report at the time said, I was tall, poised, smart, and alert, able to read coverages. I had good accuracy and touch, and I was potentially a team leader. But the positives were buried under a landslide of other stuff. Poor build, very skinny and narrow, can get pushed down more easily than you'd like, lacks mobility and ability to avoid the rush, lacks a really strong arm, can't drive the ball down the field and does not throw a really tight spiral. And the report ended by calling you a system type player who's not what you're looking for in terms of physical stature. Yeah. Oh my God, they're speaking of Tom Brady. <laughs> not what you're looking for in terms of physical strength, yeah. arm strength and mobility and could make it in the right system, but will not be for everyone. Yeah. And five Super Bowl championships yeah. later. When I hear that, yeah. they were true. Yeah. I mean, the, all those things absolutely at that time yeah. were true. When you saw that at that time, could you be as open and honest with yourself then as you are now to say, oh, yeah, I don't lack arm strength. Yeah. And I don't, were you able to do that or was this hurtful at the time? Well, no, I think I was a bit naive to maybe some of those things because I just had in my mind like, oh, cool, I went to school and I want to play pro football and I'm going to get picked and of course I'm going to play. You crazy? You know, why would you not think that I'm going to be able to do that? And everyone else was like, you should really think about another job or you should put together a resume. And, and I was like, why would I put together a resume? I'm going to go play professional football. And even, you know, my first year, I was like, okay, I want to buy, you know, before the, I made Weren't the team. Weren't you tempted with baseball at first, though? Yeah, yeah, I loved baseball. Yeah. And I was, you know, much more natural playing that. But I fell in love with football, and I thought, wow, this is what I want to do. And then you go to Michigan. Yeah, I was at Michigan, and I started at a place that I was way down the depth chart. Yeah. And I had a long ways to go. And I really learned in college how to work, how to learn, how to, how to develop my other skills. So when you see that you have a long way to go, even in college at Michigan, other guys are beating you, outperforming you, and you are being challenged by that. Does that excite you and stimulate yeah. you, or do you feel overwhelmed by that? A little of both. Overwhelmed at times, yeah. but also, I think, determined. I wasn't blessed with a lot of things that they wrote about. You know, side, what do they look for? They want someone tall. They want someone fast. They want someone strong. They want someone that can have all these physical traits. But I didn't have all those physical traits at the time, so I had to work to develop other traits leadership, perseverance, determination, work ethic. And I think some of those things were a part of me. Discipline, mm -hmm. you know, and then you get to be a professional athlete and everyone's really talented. Well, what other skills have you developed? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just rely anymore on being the most gifted, being the most talented, because by the way, everyone is talented. So yeah. what other things have you been able to develop? And I was fortunate to be in very competitive environments in high school and college where mm -hmm. I had to work on those things. And then I got to my pro team and I was like, look, I could bring I mean, I felt this internally, but I could bring other things. I'm not going to bring 
the typical what you're looking for, but if you give me time to develop, I can develop into something that could be a great leader of a team and be very disciplined and set the tone and great work ethic. And those were things that I enjoyed then and I still enjoy those things now. And so do you still have the same kind of approach? For instance, in 2017, you're playing Atlanta and down by 25 points. Yeah. When you look up at the score and you're down by 25 points, yeah. do you think, hmm, can't wait to pull out of that one, or do you think, or are you feeling like everybody else is like, well, this game is over, yeah. it's done, yeah. yeah. I'm first thinking like, what the hell? How do we get ourselves <laughs> in this situation, you know? And But I think there's other things you too you think about and you're like, man, if we could pull this off, and, and you know, it's a team effort, I mean, it's a team game, it's an ultimate team sport, and I love playing but it. But most people look at you 25 points down in the fourth quarter, yeah. beginning of the fourth quarter, over. Yeah. Most people are thinking yeah. game like a lot of people are leaving yeah, the stadium because sure. it's done. Yeah. And, and it was you, close to being over. I mean, it close was to one being or over. two plays from being over. One or two plays from being over. And what then happens to you? You go into some kind of yeah. overdrive that says what? Well, I think you can't score 25 points at a time. You can't overcome these huge deficits in the blink of an eye. It said, you know, we looked at each other. We had a lot of trust in each other, a lot of belief in each other. And we'd got to that Super Bowl. I mean, it's hard to get to. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we said, look, we got to get one drive, one scoring drive. And then once we got the drive, we looked at the defense that just one stop, one stop. And they got the stop and we got it back out there. We said, OK, let's go. We got one. We got a shot. And then we scored again. And then you get the momentum and then it's on so your it's side. So it's the next right move. You don't think That's about it right. as a whole. You think about it as what is the next right thing and the next right thing. Yeah. Forget about what happened. You know, move on from that and think about, the you know, what can we do and how do we get the ball and, and gain some yards and score some points? And that, in that way, football is a metaphor for life, is it not? Oh man, 100%, 100%. It's decisions every day. It's decisions every moment. You know, we're we're a product. But of where our is decisions. the next right move? Where is the next right yeah. move? Where is based the on what based on what you're dealing with, what's yeah. the next right move? And yeah. I think you got to try to do the best you can to put yourself in situations where you're making the right moves and consistently making good decisions to build upon whatever your goals and dreams are. Well, I know everyone always says there's nothing like the first time for anything. So there's the first win yeah. for the Super Bowl, 2001. 2001. Okay. But do they get better? Yeah. They get better. Better. There had yeah. to be nothing like that one in Atlanta, the last one. No, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. That was great because it. I had this success early in my career. We won three Super Bowls in four years. I yeah. didn't even know what happened in my life. You know, I came out of college and I was like, we're on this great team and we yeah. won these Super Bowls and everyone's like, this is unbelievable. And I was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> this is just, everything was happening. And there was all these things to do and place to go and opportunities. And I was so young to, didn't have the perspective yeah. to really appreciate what I was going through. Yeah. And then you spend so much more time for these years where we didn't win a championship. It's not that it's all about winning a championship, but you grow in your life. And then finally, 10 years after we won our third one, I was able to win the fourth one, our team in 2014. And that was like, wow, I had perspective. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to climb the mountain. And, you know, our team was able to do it. And uh, I mean, that was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. Does um, it feel out of body at the moment where you know we have won yeah. this. There was a few moments in both the last ones yes. that we won 
where it's out of body. And then when you lose, you wish you were out of body because <laughs> you're like, this is a nightmare. And, um, but you'd rather get there and lose than, than never get there. And it's hard to get there. Okay, so let's talk about the winning first. Yeah. What does that out of body thing feel like? You're just, Can you describe it? It's just complete joy in the present. You've got everyone there, you're, all your loved ones, family, friends, and you're just on top of the world. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much excitement. And you, Does it feel like the conclusion to all the hard work and all the sacrifice and all the time and all the yeah. training and all that, does it feel like the ultimate in this is the reward for Yeah, that? and it takes, it, for me, it takes a little time to kind of let it all settle in mm -hmm. because you're digesting a lot, digesting mm -hmm. a lot of emotions because the seasons aren't just, you know. Yeah always you know up 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 up. I mean yeah. you have you know the highs and lows and it's a five-month season so it takes a couple weeks and after a couple weeks you settle back in your life and then once you get the Super Bowl ring then you have a chance to just I mean those celebrations with your teammates because yeah. it's about the relationships I have that's what my sport has been the greatest thing is to to meet so many guys to have so many connections with so many people that you care deeply about because you commit to one another and that's what you have for the rest of your life. So it's, how high does a high last? Uh, Is it a couple weeks? No, if, if you win the Super Bowl, months. Months, okay. It goes good. on and on okay. and on and on. Okay. And you just feel good. So you really are into the next season in some ways because you're yeah. celebrating. So it carries you. It carries you all the way through. Yeah, a okay. long time. Okay. How low does the low last? So after that yeah. game with the Eagles, I, I saw your face. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different year this year. And when you lose... In 2007, this was, what, 11 years ago, we had, I think, one of the greatest football teams in the history of football. We went undefeated. We got to the Super Bowl. We played the Giants, and we lost. It was a month before I really felt back to myself. It was a nightmare. You woke up the next morning. I said, it didn't happen. There's no way that happened. And then this year, after the game, I did the press stuff after the game, and I walked yeah. back toward the locker room. I was still dressed in my clothes. And I saw my wife and I saw my three kids. And my little girl and my son, Benny, were crying. And I went over and I said, I said, Daddy, we, we, we don't like the Eagles, you know? <laughs> and I said, you know what? You don't always win. You don't always win. You try your best and you do the best you can do. And I think because you have the kids, it's not about, you know, you'd love to win. You always want to win. But the sun's going to come up the next day. And you're going to be taking the kids to school the next day. And in some ways, this year was easier for me than it has been in the past. And it's not to, that I don't want to win the same. Mm -hmm. It's just there's other, other really important things really as well. Really important things in your life. So how long does the low last? This year, it was probably two or three weeks. Really? Yeah, two weeks. And, and Does that I, mean nobody wants to be around you low? No, or, not okay, as bad. Okay. Not as bad. Not as bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, you're just a little, you're down. You're a little depressed. Yeah. You wish the outcome were different, but... But you still have to go on and do the things with your family. You're yeah. still doing things with your family. Well, You're I think still what can't... you think about, too, yeah, definitely. I think what you think about is, it's, like I said, it'd be like climbing a mountain, you know? Yeah. And that's what, it, I guess, the correlation is. You start at this place, and you work so hard. As the season goes, it just gets tougher because you get higher on the mountain. More people are falling off, and it's such a physical sport. And then imagine getting 15 feet from You're the there. top of the mountain, and yeah. then you tumble all the way back down with nothing to show for it. And then you're just like every other team because only one team gets to win it. But it's good perspective, too. How do you appreciate all the wins if you don't lose? So that is a good question. What has winning taught you about yourself? And what has losing taught you? 
it's a tough question. I mean, winning's taught me a lot of things. When I feel like winning, I never feel like I win. I feel like we win. And that's why I chose team, you know, team sport and other players, other coaches and families. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do it if we didn't have each other. Right. We couldn't do it if we didn't have the support of everyone else. So the winning for me comes in the joy of experiencing it with other people. I think it's not like I go home and I, man, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of what we did. I think team sports are great in that sense. And what has the losing taught you? Um, About yourself? I would say that I hate to lose. That <laughs> 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 I hate to lose. I yeah. really just hate yeah. to lose. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, oftentimes I have found in my own life, and I've seen this with thousands of people I've talked to over the years, that you learn the most about yourself when you appear to fail, yeah, when things don't go the way you want them to go. Yeah. So you learn I, a lot about yourself. Yeah. It's hard to be so critical on yourself when you're winning. Mm -hmm. You're figuring out every single decision you made when you lose. Every thought, every action, every step, every... And you're trying not to repeat those. So When you're called the greatest quarterback of all time by just about every sports writer, first of all, can you allow yourself to internally interpret what that means to be the best yeah. quarterback of all time. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, don't like when people say it. And you don't like that? No, I don't like it at all. Why? Well, I don't feel that way. I'm not attached to that feeling. I don't care whether people think that or not. You know, I want to be the best I can be. I know when I go out there, it's not to compare myself to this guy or that guy. It's Everyone's good. Everyone plays good. It's but I, you say, even at the very beginning of the book, oh, I think when you first went to Michigan, you want to compete, you want a competitor, you know, I'm your guy. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing there. So as a person who loves to compete as much as you do yeah. and loves, the, you get a thrill out of actually the competition, yeah. it must feel particularly good to, to then be considered the very best. Yeah, I still feel like I'm in it. Ah. I still feel like I'm doing it. I still mm. feel like there's still more to be accomplished I was practicing the last two days working on my technique on my fundamentals all the things with my training that I still feel like I can be better be you know percentage better you know I played a long time mm -hmm. it's not like you go hey man I'm gonna become yeah you know something different no I am what I am I know my strengths I've improved on some of the weaknesses and I still think I want to go out there and compete and play with a bunch of 22 year olds and, <laughs> you know it's a lot of fun. So, so you write about how to achieve a lifetime of sustained peak performance. Do you believe that most people can do that in their lives, in whatever area of their lives, they can maintain peak performance? I do. I really do. And I think it's up to people to determine what they want to achieve. And I think meeting all these people that have been fortunate, because I do have a purpose of wanting to use all the things that I've learned over a long period of time at the highest athletic level to teach other people what may work for them in their life so they could do the things they want to do. I've been fortunate to learn the right things and I, or what I believe to be the right things, what worked for me. So I, I wrote them down because people ask me all the time, hey, I want to do it. How do I do it? What should I do? And I said, okay, well, let me think about it and you know, let me articulate it in a way that you know, people can understand. Are you as crazy disciplined as everybody thinks you are because you're coming to my house for dinner and like everybody <laughs> is like, uh, yeah. I've never seen people crazier no. about the chef is studying the book, oh, man. the security people are reading up yeah. on what does he eat, what could we yeah. have, what kind of water, he doesn't drink yeah. this, he only eats jicama and hummus. And no. no, no. That what? was very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> but no. I, I think that, you know, 
No, because... Should I be scared if you're coming to dinner? No, you shouldn't be. No, 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 this is it. Tom's coming to dinner, so I go, have have hummus, have peas, have vegetarian, have vegan, have gluten-free, have chicken, have grass-fed beef, (laughs) have chickens that we gathered ourselves, have have fish that we went and and, uh, fished ourselves. We have, I'm I'm telling you, farm-raised salmon, the whole thing. Uh, But should should we be that crazed? Well... No, I mean, it depends. Again, I'm an athlete. I depend wholly on my body. My body is my asset. I can't go out there on the field and eat fast food and expect it to perform. Oh, especially Tom, at I this love level. That. My body is my asset. It is. Okay. If I don't have this, if it breaks down, I can't play. I wrote it in the book. When I was 25 years old, I couldn't throw the ball. My arm was hurting all the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I play sports if. Yes. If I'm in pain. And you thought all you do, ice and come back, ice and come back, because yeah, you were always in pain. Yeah, yes. I'm going to do the same thing, and it never worked. It never worked. And I thought, well, I, gotta, I better think differently if I want to keep playing. I better think about the things that really do work. And I don't think, even when you talk about, like, diet. I had a terrible diet when I was a kid, the worst diet. I, and probably all the way through, I was 25. And then I was like, okay, well, this isn't working out well. I'm not quite getting the results I want to get, so why don't I change? Why don't I try some different things? And over the course of 15 years, it came mm-hmm. to this. And it's hard to say for someone, hey, do all these right. 30 things and make a difference. I think the night's right. It's just start slow. Start with what works for you. And yeah. maybe start cutting out a few things, but only if you want. I mean, it's everyone's life. They get to choose what they want. and you know. But your body is your asset. Your body's your, your temple. It's your, for me, again, I don't want to be this professional athlete that finishes playing and I can't walk. I want to be able to play. I want to be able to ski. I want to be able to surf. I like to be active. I like to, you know, that's what I enjoy. So to be able to go out there and... So what's a given day? What are you eating at the Brady household? I usually have a smoothie in the morning. With some TB12 protein powder. Yeah, a little of that, (laughs) a little of that. Yeah, smoothie in the morning mostly if I'm at home. Uh Um, And then a good... You put fruit in it? I don't love fruit. Maybe, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, I know you had a thing with strawberries. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. For some reason, I know. I don't like that. But, um... Just a healthy lunch. I have good supplements through the day. I make sure I always have the right supplements like protein and protein snacks and good healthy snacks around the house. And then, you know. Do you eat three meals a day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three meals. And then we're very fortunate to have someone cook for us, so mm-hmm. I don't have to think too much about mm-hmm. you know, exactly what to do. But So you, it's a healthy household? Yeah, it is. Would you ever eat, because I saw somewhere where Giselle said she likes Dunkin' Donuts. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, she likes the donut holes. She does. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, but you're not eating the donut No, holes. I do. Yeah. On occasion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I bring, like, I love going there and with my kids. I was in New York last weekend. I was, what do you guys want to do? We want to get donuts. Let's go. And I think that's what I want people to understand, too. It's not like you have to be, you, there's discipline, but not like... And are you less disciplined off, off season than on season? So on season, similar. Say, are, really? I think similar. Yeah. Okay. I'd say one thing I'm really good at is hydrating. I'm always drinking all day long. Uh-huh. Water. Water, because I just don't want any muscle issues. You know, mm-hmm. my muscle is what's going to allow me to move and run and throw and not be in pain. And that's one thing I'd say I'm very disciplined. I do consistently throughout the day. How many glasses of water? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. I don't know. I just keep, when I'm thirsty, I just... You just keep continue just, to overdo it. Yeah, okay. I don't drink enough water. I know that for sure. Yeah. And so I don't I don't think most people do. It's just part of, you know, we kinda wait till we're thirsty. But I know for me in my life the ramifications if I don't do that. And mm-hmm. I don't get to play good. Right. I mean, why am I gonna work so hard if I go out there and I am hurting myself, you know, muscle injuries or arm hurts or that's that's gonna not gonna be fun. Why why make these other sacrifices if 
Well, you know, well, from the outside, it looks like you have an insatiable drive. Do you? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. To be the best I can be, you know, mm -hmm. not to be the best what anyone else thinks, just to be the best I can be. Why am I still playing now? Because I feel like I can still do it. And I think I'd look back at something that I love to do. And why should I stop? I talk about it with my wife all the time. You could ask her tonight. She'd yes. be like, I told him, you know, like, you know, why, what more do you want? What we? And I said, because I love it. It's just, I love it. With, with all the new science on concussions and what's happening to particularly pro football athletes after they retire and into their 50s and 60s, you're not concerned about that, about concussions? I'm aware of it. I'm definitely aware of it. And I think that the league's done a good job of, in all sports, college, pros, they're doing a good job of identifying what it is and putting more protocols in place. But and yeah. you don't get kicked in the head as much as, as the quarterback, but yeah. are, are you concerned for your fellow players? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm glad they're, they're taking those steps. They've changed some helmets. They've tried to make the game safer. They've implemented some rules. But it's also football, too, you know? I mean, people aren't going to watch if it was two-hand touch. I mean, yeah. let's be real. It's, yeah. So we like football. We like the physical nature of the sport. And what can you do, in my belief, based on what I, I'm an athlete, and I see all these guys who have come before me. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, okay, well, how can I live a more healthy lifestyle so that I can still play contact sports and I can still deal with the impacts of the sport? And how can I deal with those in the most proactive way possible? Mm -hmm. I remember, did I read in the book or see it in the, in the doc where you were saying that many times, uh, often when you lose a game, it feels like you're losing the pursuit of what your life is. Explain that to me. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because it's not just a game to you. It's the pursuit of what your life is. Well, I put a lot into it. I put a lot into it. When I've got decisions in the course of the day, a lot of mine always say, how's it going to help my career? Yeah. So when you fail in your career, you, you know, you look at all those decisions during your life and go... Is it worth it? Is it worth it to miss things with your family? Is it is it worth it to be as disciplined as I am with my diet? Yeah. You know, why don't I just, you know, give a shit less? Yeah. But I don't think that's my personality because I do really care, mm -hmm. you know, and I, when I look at my teammates, I want them to know that I care. So and you just, you just said that you're going to keep playing. So I'm not even going to ask you the question because yeah. you just said, I'm going to keep playing. Yeah. You are aware of the science and reports about, about concussions, yeah. but you're going to keep playing because you love it so much. Yeah. Our conversation will continue in the next episode. You can listen by downloading part two. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.